We're joined by George Jackman, who is the Senior Habitat uh, Restoration Manager for Riverkeeper. And recently they received a, a, a grant from the uh, State Department of Environmental Conservation uh, related to uh, removing a dam, I guess, on Mill Creek uh, in the uh, city of Rensselaer. And this is part of an ongoing effort. They are trying to uh, restore access, remove dams in the Hudson watershed. So um, we invited George on to talk about, uh, you know, this project. Um, maybe a brief introduction of Riverkeeper. Riverkeeper has been on our show previously. And, and then why is uh, removal of dams so important? Well, again, uh, what I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that river... Uh, Free flowing creeks are, uh, they bind ecosystems together. They are the great uh, in integrators of ecological processes and habitats, and they help generate and sustain downstream productivity in the estuaries and nearshore fisheries. The problem is that many of our streams have been dammed, you know, for to harness the power of flowing water. It seems like a great idea, but these places are, were critical habitat for many of our uh, fishes, our migratory fishes, most of which are now in serious decline and depleted. So in order to save these species from, you know, extirpation from the Hudson River ecosystem or further decline, we're trying to expand their spawning and nursery habitat as much as possible, while also at the same time working out in the open ocean to reduce commercial uh, targeted uh, fisheries and bycatch on these same species. So the main reason is that dams fragment ecosystems and they interrupt ecological processes. I hope that answers the question why we've gone around trying to remove these old dams that really don't serve much of a purpose anymore. Now, I saw in the uh, article that in 2016, uh, Riverkeeper actually removed the uh, Wineskill Dam in Troy. And, and actually, within days, apparently thousands of herons were, were seen migrating upstream this morning for the That's first right. time in and 85 years. Yeah, that was what is really magical, that... They were dispossessed from their habitat. And as soon as the door was open, they recolonized that system. And just once you make it available, they will find it. And that's really what is really important. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to expand their habitat. But there's in an era of climate change, there's another reason, too. There's a human interest. As, as precipitation becomes more intense and more frequent, we need to allow the water to flow and to drain. And dams interrupt that drainage process. And removing them can help make um, more resilient communities in an era of climate change. Now, when I talked to you earlier, you were... You, know, you you mentioned that, uh, you know, on the Post and Kill uh, Gorge in, in Troy, which goes a couple hundred feet up, yeah. um, 
actually eels managed to, to climb up there to migrate? Yes, yes. They're, they're some of the most incredible species on this planet. They are, there's a, a book and they, it calls them the most mysterious creature in the sea. Um, what they do is just beyond human comprehension. That's a 285 foot climb and they are able to adhere to wetted surfaces that have and climb that gorge and they will find their way. However, dams will restrict their ability to climb because you get a, a torrent of flowing water. If they have a, a wetted surface that it gives them purchase, they can climb and they will, that will be their life's imperative to get upstream. At, and then at some point they will wake up and head back to the Sargasso Sea. So it is really a, it's a, it's, it's a wonder and it, it creates a sense of awe that they can do that without arms or legs. Apparently there are about 1600 dams, um, you know, along the uh, rivers and streams in the Hudson Valley. And, and many of them are obsolete, apparently, you know, built, you know, maybe in the 19th century, I guess, like the one in uh, Mill Creek and, and Rensselaer was, um, you know, built, you know, for a felt factory and, and, and that no longer is operating. How, how far along are you in, in getting these 1600 dams removed or how many you know, is the target? Well, first of all, that there are probably more than 1600. Uh, I estimate there are probably at least 2000 because a lot of them don't even exist and i find these old legacy dams that are no longer uh, that are not on any database um but you know it will be impossible to remove all 2000 dams and that's not really well also there's also another 20000 culverts half of which are misaligned too so the hudson watershed has a circulatory problem but what we're trying to do is strategically remove dams, dams that form first barriers and dams that will open up um, extensive amounts of habitat or as much habitat as possible. So we're looking at it strategically rather than every dam that comes along. Um, now your title is Habitat uh, Restoration uh, Manager. Are there other ways that you're also doing habitat restoration besides, you know, opening up these old dams? Yeah. Well, um, another interest is realigning uh, culverts that, you know, can be perched, which create dams. And then last, just last week, uh, we planted 100 trees alongside um, the Quesay Creek where we removed the dam. Part of our reasoning is we removed invasive species and then planted native trees. What we want to do is shade out the river and keep them as cool as possible. And we want to remove uh, invasive species that create a monoculture and then plant native species wherever we can, um, native trees. We want, because it's really important that a, a river is allowed to move and latitudinally expand into the floodplain and it, it, it derives sediment and nutrient flow by doing that. So it, a river is a living system. 
So we try to do work on riparian corridors as much as the rivers themselves. Just uh, having to know an old friend of mine, one of the shad fishermen down in Poughkeepsie, and they've actually closed, I guess, the shad fishery, at least the commercial fisher, and a shad come in from, from the ocean. Is that situation improving with the shad at all? No, the shad, you know, um, the shad are in trouble. Um, they've, they're depleted. They're coastwide depleted. Their populations are bad, uh, are very low, and they have failed recruitment in at least 20 of the past 22 years. That means they haven't had a successful spawning cycle. And that bodes poorly. What we're also trying to do is we're trying to alleviate bycatch on them in the open ocean. When fishermen are using giant nets and targeting, say, Atlantic herring, we want them to be aware of shad and river herring and to avoid them as much as possible um, be because they're in a, a desperate condition right now. As a matter of fact, all migratory fish throughout the world are in tough conditions. They've declined all oh, about 85% over the past 30, 40 years. We've been talking with uh, George uh, Jackman, Senior Habitat uh, Restoration Manager for Riverkeeper. Uh, George, people want more information about the dam removal effort or your work. How best can they do that? They Well, we're going to be releasing a dam uh, um, film, uh, a film about why we're doing this and we're going to screen it. And if you come to one of these uh, venues, this has been Mark Dunley. You can check out the Riverkeeper website, Hudson Mohawk Magazine.